Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. I don't want to hear him, man. Here, music. Oh, my God. Yeah. Comb your hair. You got a shirt off. Okay. Hey, guys. This is Jim, the Keys bartender. And if you heard during our introduction, you heard Jack and uh, Joel talking. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're are, they are acquainted with the uh, Internet and Skype. It just it, it would appear that they don't. Sure. Are you at, are you video uh, chatting each other? I was explaining to both them. Welcome to Keys Bartender Show. Uh, we're going to have Jack and uh, Jack Weaver and Joel. No last name right now because he doesn't want to talk about it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that witness protection program. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to get him kicked out of the United States and denied entry from. Uh, Malaga, Spain. Did I, I get that I, right? I my, yeah, I play my cards close to my chest, man. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jack. Um, the last time I, we saw you, you had gone away. Uh, it was a little hush hush. Can you talk about when you? Uh, we, it was. I think the last time we saw you, it's it's May now. It was back in February, right? Yeah, but I don't know if I should talk about it because, you know, you have quite a following down there. I can just say I had to be called away for a couple of weeks. And it was you know a what? Experience. Yeah. We have we have literally three times as many listeners as we did uh, prior to. Uh, uh, to the, the last uh, time we did. Yeah, visited? last time we last time you were on the podcast. OK, what do you find? Thank, thank God for pandemics. You know? Yeah. What are you trying to tell us? We come on, and then we're gone, and then your your explosion of, of, of listeners comes on after we leave. So that's telling me that uh, if you want to dilute your audience, you put us on more often, right? Or you could take it this way, Jack, because you were on. We saw a growth in audience, and you can look oh, at it. You can look at it yeah. optimistically like that, that you were. <laughs> but you can look at it the other way if you want. The uh, I want to. I mean, the other like way of way. looking at it. Yeah. Third way of looking at it is, yeah. uh, is you know, Jack came on. But in Stroud, Jack was That was the first way. Boy, you know yeah, what? Yeah, first third, whatever. Joel, <laughs> Joel, your, your voice. Your, um, sharp as a tack, just like always, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, your, your audio was dropping out. I thought 
that Skype would do it. I guess we could have just done it. Um, we could I'm have a done soft it. Soft talker. Yeah, but you know when it's coming through, I can hear you cl- uh, clear. No, it's not you. It's the internet. It's the internet now. Not it's it's their it's their it's their echo suppression. Oh really? No. Okay. We don't we don't need you to pull so we, any yeah, of that I, I could, psycho so, psycho uh, analytical bullshit with the uh, music. Stick, okay. Yeah, psycho. Yeah, d- don't try that on. My word. Don't try that on Jack and take I. Take your word for it. Where about your dad? Take yeah. your word for it. Count on me. I got yeah. your back. Yeah. yeah. Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack. Ever, Jack. Ever <laughs> since the last time we spoke, uh, I've been asking. Uh, Joel, if he could bring on a sample of his uh, psychoacoustic uh, samplings of brainwaves, are you? Is that what you're doing right now? No. I'm taking a call, real quick. Go ahead, guys. Oh, I thought I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was Joel playing yes, his glockenspiel or something like that. That's all right. There's yeah. two people. Well, Joel, Joel, welcome I was to the wide world of. I was okay. So Jack, okay. It, Jack is a, uh, uh, a dentist. He's on a phone call. He's on a phone call. You have to listen to it. Wait. Let's figure out what Jack. Sorry, guys. No, that's all right. It was nice to listen. It was nice. Camera, Jack. Yeah, it was nice to listen to you. Somebody talk. It was nice to listen in. Well, listen, you know what? Perhaps maybe you shouldn't be messing around with your cameras. That's what's happening. Do we have? You don't have your video on, do you? I'll turn off my camera. Do you have it on still? I turned it off. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't see him anymore. Yeah. Oh, good. See? It's much better. Okay. I was trying to explain it's more of an audio thing. I know before when we first yeah. started podcasting, you used to get yourself a little primped up, Joel. And, uh, you know, eventually I think you caught on that we weren't going to be, you weren't going to have any video component to a, a podcast. But we had some exciting developments in uh, recent months besides the advent of remote podcasting. So I could talk to my friends, both Jack and Joel. Are you there? Did I lose you guys? Oh, man. This is sad. I'm going to have to... Okay. This is it. I think they may have dumped their... Uh, I'm going to connect with them again. I want to see how we we do right here. Um, come on. Come on up. But uh, this is the peril of... Uh, you know, you have to... You're a victim of your internet connection. Let's see what happens. They may they may be just sitting back being quiet. Who knows? I'm going to keep on trying to get these guys. Okay. Jack doesn't look to be answering. Let's... Uh, Let's go back. Uh, let's try Joel. This is very exciting, isn't it? Get to see me talk. Okay, nope. I want to Gabrielle. Let's bring him up. Uh, 
they could be on it. Let's bring them up again. Um, so yesterday I did an interview with uh, Jerry Bra- uh, Brazy. Hey, here we go. Okay. Take your video off again. Come on. <laughs> you got your video? I did. Okay. No, I took my video Let me get Jack. I'm going to bring Jack yeah. on. But you dropped out. We thought, we thought maybe we had insulted you. Nope. Not at all. Let me... Uh, is Jack back? Oh. Okay. Okay. Jack I, there? I'm trying to... Okay, we got Jack. We got him highlighted. We're going to add to him to connect. the call. Uh, hmm. yeah. Here we go. We're calling Jack. That's all right. Okay. Jack is back. Hello. Oh man. I'm on. Yeah. He's on. I'm on. Okay. Just uh, keep that video off. Okay. Video off. Yeah. I'm not saying that'll remedy this situation, but who knows? It could help. So since we last spoke, Jack, you you went and uh, uh, you you were in. Uh, can we say where you were before we couldn't say where you were when you left? Key no, Largo. we won't say that. I don't know. Yeah, let's keep it Largo because I don't want to. Okay. My my brother my brother in law had a health issue. We had to go back home. Oh, you I know, thought you they, were in Central America. No, no, that's that's a rumor. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a bad rumor. Okay, yeah, no, that's I would fine. Have liked I, been, I would have liked to have been in South America. I had a good friend who told me all about it. I can tell you what he said. What did he, he went say? went to Costa Rica. He said he went to Costa Rica. He found, I, I'm going to have to do that sometime, because he said he really liked it a lot, except it was really hot down there. Um, it was in the 90s regularly. Oh. So in the mornings, you would go out and do your thing, go to the beach and do that stuff. And around 11 o'clock until about 3 or 4, you're inside because it's so damn hot. I think it's because I'm older uh, and he's older that for both of us, it would work better not to be in that kind of a time of, you know, that time of year. Because it's like they're August down there. It's really like it's, it's, it's really hot there. But it's a nice country. They haven't had an army since 1948, which is nice. We wasted the money instead on education and health care. I mean, it's stupid, but I guess they blew it all on that instead of an army. Oh, yeah. But, instead know. of yeah, instead of uh, spending money on yeah. making war, they decided to educate their people and uh, yeah, I mean, how, to make sure how they're healthy. Is that? that is pretty stupid. They're, just, they're behind the times. What's, yeah, yeah. what's, what's, what, what's a country without missiles? I don't know. They're not very safe. You, they're yeah. stressed out, too, they and you know what Freud would then, say. All they wear is flip-flops and, and, and a pair of shorts, no tops or anything. Well, women wear tops, but if they, you can tell they're stressed out. They're in the bars yeah. all day in the beach. I mean, it must be yeah. tough. I don't okay. know. Uh, we're obviously doing something right and they're doing something wrong. Uh, um, since uh, we've been quarantined and had to stay at home order, I've been uh, – Getting, uh, I've had several politicians on, several reporters on the podcast, and uh, yeah, like yesterday I got interviewed from this uh, from this guy who's a podcast in Portland, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, and we did it, we did it via Zoom. Uh, have you, Jack? Oh, yeah. Have you heard of Zoom? Yeah, 
Yeah, I've used it once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, I've been around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not concerned about it. I mean, some people are, but I don't know. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I go to my AA meetings via Zoom. Um, I'll probably be attending them okay. since they're kind of reopening businesses down here, though not reopening the Keys. You heard about the Keys? They have a uh, checkpoints on the top of the stretch. Uh, at 113 and uh, on Cardtown Road. So and can you, if you leave, can you come back? Yeah, yeah. You have to be a Keys resident or okay. uh, have legitimate business in there or long-term rental, you know. So if yeah, you're long-term okay. rental. Yeah. Uh, so if a, a lot of people that were down here had that. But they, they were, you know how the Keys are. There's only 130 beds. There's only nine total ventilators. So they're kind of concerned about overwhelming oh, our, yeah. current, our medical facilities. But uh, I had... Um, have you had any... Go ahead. Have we had what? Have you had any spike at all? No. No, no, it's pretty flat down here, uh, especially since they closed it to tourists and things like that. Not yeah. a lot of not when a lot did, of through traffic. When did they close it a couple months ago, didn't they? Early uh, March, uh, uh, early April, or middle late, March, late, middle. late March, because they started yeah. closing off the late March. Yeah, we left March is still open. Pardon? Did you lose again? No, no, it's just uh, your oh, audio no. dropped out. Okay. okay. You repeat okay. what you said. You... So. Um, so the the bartending business is nothing right now, correct? No, no, no bartending business. I've been doing. Uh, oh, I wow. last week, last Friday, I I officiated a wedding. A pro, you know, just a small affair. Just the uh, it was the yeah. same. It was a same sex marriage, and uh, uh, the, the couple. I married them in their condominium. And later on today, well, after good. this podcast, I have some uh, loan documentation I have to notarize down in uh, Tavernier. So I'll go down okay. there. So I have a little, I have long, a little work. Pardon? How long have you been uh, uh, doing weddings? Uh, three years. Are you a JP? Uh, well, notary, a notary in uh, the, the Keys can uh, in. Florida can uh, officiate weddings. Oh, good, good, yeah. good, good, good. So, but I, I do have, yeah. I, I am, I am ordained. Oh, good. Yeah. By who? The Universal Life Church. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> hey, I could do a Jewish ceremony and all that stuff. They so, don't allow Joel in any kind of a church. Yeah, I could have. I could conduct. Maybe, uh, <laughs> I could do a Jewish, Hindu, Baptist, Catholic, whatever. No, no. Here's a bit. Um, you know, if you if you've ever been to a Jewish service in a synagogue, temple, whatever, um, it's really dry, and it's not. There's only one thrill. Uh, breaking the glass. Uh, yeah. Huh? No, breaking no. Up. We're not talking. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a real ceremony 
not ceremony, but a service in the uh, synagogue. And what what um, the the big thing is, they open up the ark, which has the uh, the Torah and you know the Dead Sea Scrolls and all of this. Oh, it's the ark had a covenant. I saw. I saw. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's, and, uh, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. huh? No, it yeah, wasn't the Torah. It wasn't and, the. It's not. What happens is, it's not the Torah. God comes. God comes. God comes flooding, flooding out in the form of high intensity lights when they when they open up the the ark, and uh, that's that, that's enough. That's okay. enough to knock you back. I'm, I'm sure your yeah, no. your relatives. Now I think the the best uh, by far, well, in the Western religions would be Catholicism. They have they have the best hats. What I'm saying. Okay? <laughs> they don't and, get you don't get to those hats until you're way up there. They uh, they that's just pre- right. they're pretty much that's, yeah. pretty much on the lower orders that's like right. Monsignors. Monsignors and uh, right. priests, it's yeah. more like bean. It's back it's, to the yarmulkes. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost like the yarmulkes. Yeah, like you got to get to be a bishop. You got to be a bishop, an archbishop, a, a cardinal. Yeah. But not all yarmulkes are created equal. Some of the, uh, some of the uh, luminaries have a very fancy... Uh, yarmulkes. Mm-hmm. So good for them. But the uh, other uh, thing is, what? Skip, the, skip the Western religions, go right to Buddhism, go to Tibet, and dig what they wear. I mean, it's fantastic. How I didn't we, know that. Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? I, you went right to hats, but I think uh, it's better than the usual time, Jack. We'll be in the middle of it and, out of nowhere, Joel just started talking about people having things stuck up their asses. So, oh, really? Yeah. So that's how he correlates wearing nice hats to sticking things up their butts. Okay. Yeah, yep. gerbils. Yeah. He tells his well, gerbils. You know, he told his gerbil story twice. I don't know how he got that connection. Jack, anyway. Jack yeah. hasn't given me – I don't feel you're giving me enough credit on this, Jack, because I talked about it in terms of insertion. With swing shots. Yeah. And, you know, like you just glaze over that, man. Let me remind the listeners that these guys have been married for a very long time, so they they really need to spice up their, uh, their act, so they, they, they do have that. Well, while I have both of you on there, and um, you know, I have – I have uh, – I did mention I, on my previous podcast, have you ever heard of a music genre called murder ballads? I have not. Joel, probably. Have no, you? what? Murder, murder, murder ballads. B-A-L-L-A-D. Oh, ballads. Songs about uh, no. uh, crimes no. of passion. Ballads. What is that? Is that is that anything like Norwegian death metal? No, no, not at all, not at all. As a matter of fact, you're familiar with a lot of the music, even I told you because I was uh, I, in a previous podcast. I was talking about this music that Abby Abby has uh, 
a Polish radio station plays on our uh, Amazon on Alexa, and there's one song yeah. that play, there's one song that plays by this uh, Australian singer Nick Cage, and he has this horrible voice. Uh, Jack, I bet Joel could sing much better than this guy, but for Ever since I've been going to Poland and listening to the Polish radio, this is, has to be one of the greatest hits they've ever heard because this song plays really every other day. It's called um, the song is called "Where the Wild Roses Grow," and it's a guy and a woman singing back and forth a duet. And it turns out the guy meets a girl, takes her to uh, kind of a swampy area where the wild roses grow, and he kills her. And, uh, oh, yeah, and she's and she's telling it to pass it, but it's called a murder ballad, and there's a long tradition of it. It comes from the Middle Ages, but but a murder. You know what's considered a murder ballad? Mac the knife. You heard of Mac the knife? <laughs> hey, hey, Joe. Yeah, hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Hey, Joe. El Paso, that El Paso song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Dooley, Tom Dooley, right? Yeah, and, and, and yeah, there's tons of music like that. Um, so, Goodbye mm-hmm. Earl by the Dixie Chicks. I mean, there's hundreds of songs like this, and I I was listening to the song, and after I heard, I heard how bad the song was, and then I heard the I think the guy put out a whole album. A whole album of it's called Murder Ballads, and it wasn't all about murderers, about people get, co- committing suicide, getting run over by cars, and stuff like that. But they're called Murder Ballads. It's just mainly things like Green Sleeves. Is I think Green Sleeves, the old English madrigal, yeah. is a uh, is that. And as as soon as I started researching this stuff, the Murder Ballads, I started having weird dreams. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and I envision do, do the gothics like this stuff? Yeah, God, the, gothic. the gothic, Middle Ages, and stuff like that. But I started. Yeah. But I was wondering after I had the weird dreams and all that, I was wondering if either one of you ever takes stock in dream inter- interpretation. Uh Everybody, I don't know. I, I'll just Joe's Joel's a psychologist, but I, you know, I think there's some validity to that. But I, I figure, why dissect it? Just enjoy it or whatever, you know. Um, why do I need to know why I'm dreaming a certain thing? I mean, unless it's a bad dream, maybe. But I don't, I don't, you know. It's just like when you're in school and you read a poem, uh-huh. and they say, "What, what does the guy mean when he said the grass is greener over here, or the that flower is purple?" Instead of blue, what did he mean by that? I mean, you can dissect even single two sentence words, uh, word sentences, and try to figure out what they mean by it. I mean, there's all interpretation. So I don't put a lot of credence to it, but maybe Dole's got some insights because he's a professional. Well, the um, the uh, current take on it, uh, and I'm not that up to date, but this is a fairly current take on it. <clears throat> is that um, it's not so much the content of the dream as it is the emotion of the dream, what you're feeling in the dream, uh-huh. dream has correspondence 
to what's going on in your life at that point in time. Well, so I would wait, agree with that. You said the emotion of the dream, and what was that prior to that? You said I heard. I heard you say the. It's emotion. not so much the content, not oh. the content, but the the, the emotion. Okay. And so, I I I frequently have dreams of uh, being ill prepared and uh, not on schedule. And the one I had last night was I was coming back with my extended family and included Abby uh, from Paris on a plane. And uh, when I arrived at the airport, I left. I was in there. And this is I didn't think it odd. I was leaving the plane without my shirt on which was actually a light sweater. And I got off the plane. I'm ready to go through customs. And I realized, oh, that wouldn't be appropriate. And I went back to the plane, boarded the plane. The plane got on an elevator. I ended up being a different part of the uh, airport, got separated from my uh, passport. And... I, would, I kept on having barriers put in between me and returning home. I was very anxious. I think I, think I can interpret that. Okay, let's hear it. I think, well, I'll give you two things, and Joel can do his. <laughs> I think there's a little sense of insecurity there and a little sense of lack of control about events in your life. Oh, I would take I would. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I would... Um... I would interpret it a little differently, if uh, if that's all right with you, Jack. No, that's fine. I'm not attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's why you function so highly as uh, being prepared. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, the most famous. Um, the most famous graph in psychology is an inverted U-shaped function. You know, it just looks like a U. Mm-hmm. And and what you have is, um, you know, it's like performance on the base, on the baseline. And then going up is the level of anxiety or um, activation, whatever you want to call it. But so up to... You see, Nobody performs when there's no anxiety attached to it, but there's an optimal level of performance being prepared in this case, if you will. And then it goes over the hump and it starts coming down because you get too anxious and uh, your behavior starts falling apart. You know, you can't operate well. So, um, like to give you an example, I still have academic dreams where um, I'm I'm like I've missed my final exam, or I was completely unprepared for it, something like that, you know. So um, this is this is one way to look at it for you in a positive light, if you. Yeah. Will is that um, this is, uh, you are, uh, you're high, 
I declare you're you're a high level of performer. You're always prepared for these shows. Um, you know your stuff. Um, you're always researching that sort of thing, and you sort of like it uh, uh, would cause you anxiety to drop the ball. Okay, that's a high standard to adhere to, though, isn't it? Uh, well, it is. Uh, Jim seems to be able to do it. Okay. Yeah, I realize that, but that's what the dream was about a little bit, wasn't it? He couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, was concerned. Yeah. I, I was concerned that well, it was tied to my. Uh, yeah, this is just, just let me say, this is you know, so this is like I don't know, forty, fifty years after I got my yeah. PhD, I still have these dreams. You know, I still have dreams where I'm still trying to get my PhD. So it's not, you know, it's not that you don't do it. It's that you have these very high standards for yourself. And uh, this is what your initial drive was, uh, to go ahead and be a high performer. Oh, that, um, so why does he need to be a high performer? Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitts in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. You know, we don't have a good answer to that, Jack. You can speculate. I was going to ask him if he had an answer. Oh, uh, I thought it was tied to my premature ejaculation, but you guys cleared it up pretty good. So uh, I'm just going to leave it I didn't have that. anything to do with that. Okay. I had nothing to do with that. Joel yeah. can control that better okay. than I can. No, no, no. Hey, you guys, <laughs> would, uh, yo, would you guys like to hear about um, my uh, post-mature ejaculation yeah let's hear it yeah i that sounds a little that sounds a little bit um oh man yeah yeah i mean since my you know what i'm saying since my retirement turned 70 and 75 78 I was say, that was a few years ago buddy come on yeah. <laughs> no i'm not gonna weigh you down with that stuff uh-huh. but that's uh, that's a whole different story I think we're getting off track. Uh, don't get yeah. all the ladies excited there, uh, Joel. Well, Jim, Jim's the one that changed the subject because he's uncomfortable answering the question. I wasn't uncomfortable. Oh, jo- uh, Joel's uncomfortable answering the question. No, you were uncomfortable answering the question, why do you need to overachieve? Oh, uh, I, I, uh, I'm I, not uncomfortable asking that. I, the reason, I, I don't know if I'm, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I, I, if you thought I'm an overachiever, that's great. I don't think I am, but uh, thank you. Well, I think <laughs> you. Well, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't realize. Well, I don't think. That. Wait a second. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Overachiever is not a compliment. That means you're, in some ways, in the extreme, you're a dullard, but you've overachieved and become like, just for example, president of the United States. Oh well. Oh yeah. I always said if I if I had uh, the next time I got my IQ uh, 
evaluated. I would I would rather it be very low, and then I could just look upon myself as an overachiever. So you know, performing <laughs> a high performing imbecile that would be that would be a dream That's come true. That's good. That'd be good. Yeah. I have to. No, I have to tell you, um, you know, as a as a therapist, I would test people. I would never tell them what their IQ was because either they'd be uh, really disappointed that it's not as high as they thought it was, or they'd, they'd feel like underachievers if it was higher than they thought it was. You can't uh, satisfy anybody. No, I know. Yeah. I, I, uh, I realize uh, it took me a while to really to accept that uh, I, someone else's intelligence doesn't diminish, diminish my own. So I don't have to be better or less than anybody else. But I, I learned I'm that. Glad. That's one thing I learned. Yes, I'm glad you most, learned that. It's an important lesson. Yes. Really well, for the, mo- for the most part, we're operating off an old system with IQ tests. Yes. Uh, because by now we realize there are different types of intelligence. Right. I'll just give you an example. You know, you know this Michael Jung that's on ESPN right now. The last Dance, The Last Dance. Yeah. And it's very good, and I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Michael Jordan's uh, final uh, year. In, yeah. yeah. Last Dance. Still the last dance. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is that, um, you know, he's not a particularly great golf player, okay, uh, you see him flipping coins with uh, people to the wall, and he's not particularly successful at that. He's not a great gambler. He left for a <laughs> while to try baseball. Baseball. He wasn't good at that. He was he good, had, but he wasn't great. He was a, he was average for a pro. Average. Yeah. What, what he what he is a genius at is baseball. That's it. Baseball. I, basketball. I mean, basketball, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So um, it's very hard to rate uh, intelligence, that sort of thing. Um, it's nothing anybody should lay <coughs> a trip on. <coughs> Excuse me, a trip on themselves about. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you are what you are. Uh, play to your best hand, and uh, do what you love doing. And there you have it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, recently, um, you know, because of COVID-19, I had all the extra time on my hand. I've been concentrating on the show. I've uh, actually a, a small town in uh, the Netherlands called Lederdorp. Uh, I have some listeners there. So I've been looking to make this the number one Florida produced podcast in that region of the Netherlands, which I believe is an achievable goal. It could be a low bar, but that's what I'm doing. Also, I've been studying war theory. War theory. And I've been reading up on uh, Clausewitz and uh, Sun Tzu. And I believe war theory is not just has to doesn't just have to do with war. It has to do with like human nature. 
And it's you, not necessarily you said war theory. War. W A R. Yeah. War theory. War theory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because years it ago I read it. And, yeah. I had a different understanding of it when I was a younger man that I do as a, a, a more mature man now or, you know, middle age, late middle age man. And after reading it again, and this is the interesting part, I don't want to necessarily talk about that because right now I'm, I'm not saying I'm the expert, but I'm well read on that. It's amazing how you could take something that you read years ago with an incomplete understanding of the world. Not that yeah. I have a complete understanding, but after reading about Clausewitz, von Clausewitz, about the uh, yep. the fog of war, uh, you know, it, it was an incomplete uh, Clausewitz study on war. On war, his work was is incomplete. Sun Tzu's is a complete work, but Sun Tzu it may not have been the one that just write it. All those things I read have partly to do with war. Other ones has to do with interaction, just on person personal basis. There was um, so the fog of war is like when you're in the middle of a battle or any type of strife. There's uh, and there's incomplete information, dubious occurrences, and also completely erroneous information. And you're 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 measured against a high level of fear, doubt, and excitement, and you really don't know what's going on. So a lot of times, like with this COVID nineteen, when things started happening here, uh, we've just reacted without getting all the information. If we didn't if we didn't react, then we wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have been able to flatten that curve out, right? Right. And it would, it, it, we maybe we we missed the chance of getting on top of it earlier because of our leadership at the top. But local leaders or statewide leaders, they they've seemed to do a better job of handling it. And um, a lot of times, a uh, the way let's say someone would be considered a military genius would be a genius in just handling any problem. It's like the ability to comprehend a very complex, unfathomable problem and bring it into perspective. And that's what you need from leadership almost. And that's, I when I was reading this, I go, wow, the, that goofball, in charge right here, he kind of had it right when he called this is war when he's talking about it. But his handling of it was uh, uh, befuddled, right? Well, staying on your subject of war, do you feel that war is inevitable forever in the sense that that's just in the DNA of, of the human being? Because the thing that God did is he gave us a cho- he gave us freedom of choice. And, you know, as soon as there was Adam and Eve and then another guy comes along with a, 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 a woman comes along with another guy, he clubs him over the head and takes his wife, too. So it just it just seems to be in the human nature that people are going to fight. Uh, and I was hoping this coronavirus would bring everybody more together. Some segments just bring him together and other segments are getting more uh, uh, antagonistic towards the others. You know, it's getting more vicious. Historically, and historically, we have less warfare. Historically, we have we've had less warfare than ever in human now, history. In yeah. human history, yeah, but the 
No, but I meant the, I meant leading the, up. The even toys leading are up. more. Yeah, the toys are bigger though. Yes. The toys we can destroy ourselves with. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. Oh, well, that was that was bound to happen with uh, technology. Yeah, yeah. It just happened. So, do you think we're always uh, going to have wars? Well, I mean, you've just mentioned a, uh, a country that decided to do away with a standing army. I don't think right. it's a, an outlier. I think there'll probably be other countries that way. Um, do you think the war war war, was, war is the uh, a way of compelling your uh, opposition to right. bend to your will? You know, well, of course, right, 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 and and. and um, I guess in the, in the, in the advent of human history, when people got together, it was more warlike because you know people were. That's what they did to compel other people. They didn't have diplomacy. They didn't have ideas. You didn't didn't have this. Even even Machiavelli, when he came across on Prince, he was kind of kissing the ass of the Prince because he know he could be put to death like that. But he knows that diplomacy works, and you have to. There's certain yeah, things you right. have to do. He but was, I think the more playing. educated the more educated society becomes, if they allow society to become educated, and you put the hands of the the information in the hands of the people. And you take away childhood trauma because I think a lot of violence is brought on later in life because the introduction of childhood trauma. If you don't have childhood trauma, then people are less likely to resolve their conflicts violently. Well, I, think the thing that, is, I think it's that simple. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen as, an out, as a, um, a positive result of the, of the, of the COVID-19 when it's when we finally get a vaccine and everything is getting back to pseudo normal, what do you think is going to be the benefit of all this? If they do for work societies together, around the world, if, if they do work together, they're going to see that um, if they see it's beneficial that extra national organizations have a uh, a real, uh, you know, like the WHO, United Nations. Um, and right, how right, people right. handle the vaccine and how they, you know, distribute the research and how uh, uh, that that'll show a real um, need to, you know, there's no way even um, places like, uh, you know, shut societies, they're they're exposed because of international trade. So we're, we really need to help each other. So I, I don't know in the long run. Look what's happening here. There's a there's a real uh movement, especially in the developed world, um, towards authoritarianism. Uh, Hungary has a dictator right, right now. Russia, um, Brazil, uh, United States has a rather ineffectual The Philippines, the, the Philippines, Philippines, North Korea. Phil- yeah. uh, uh, North Korea, you know, that I, I meant like the, the developed world when you think about Hungary. Yeah. Uh, Russia, uh, Brazil, and things like that, where people, you know, there's people with interests. They have special interests. They they're not dopes. They know what they're electing, and um, I guess it's, there's always going to be a level of selfishness where they're going to allow people that like that to come into power. Well, of course there is. Uh, don't don't you feel in a way? I've reframed this a bit. I think that, in a sense, this coronavirus is something that was necessary to get the world's attention because we couldn't sustain the models that we've had for the last millennium. 
So this is a wake-up call, and we either pay attention or we don't. And I think it's a test uh, of mankind to learn to get along and to appreciate the so-called little people that are absolutely necessary for society to function. You know, the people we've been taking advantage of and taking uh, grants for granted. Everybody's got value. Everybody has a contribution. Everybody should be recognized for the value that they have and, and what they do. And I, I'm hoping that this will raise people's awareness worldwide. That we are all in this together. So we needed something to get our attention. So that's the positive spin I've come out of this thing yeah. anyway. I think what that's fair. The negative, the negative side is where you got those protesters that show up at places like the Michigan State Capitol and they're bringing assault weapons. But they showing. have a right to do that, but they, they're showing themselves to be idiots yeah. and they're being discounted by people with any sanity, and so they're marginal. You're always going to have those people. I know, those but not all white nationalists or uh, right-wing extremists are uh, necessarily, uh, not all Republicans are white uh, right no, extremists or white but all white right, uh, right-wing extremists and white nationalists are Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't I want think, to put labels um, on because they're good people too, remember? Um, we were told that. No, they're that. not. No, they're not. They're not <laughs> they were good. No, that's what he said. Now, I, I know he's not, not but I don't think they're good people. Yo, can I get a word in? Yes. The floor yeah. recognizes Joel. Thank you. Um, look, the underclass is fucked. The underclass has always been fucked. Sorry. Sorry about that, Jack. But I, I don't see the underclass uh, becoming successful from this. I think no, it's I didn't say thing. that. I didn't say successful. Just being yeah. acknowledged and, and, and not being frowned upon and spat upon. That's all. You don't, you don't see what? You don't you don't see it a lot in the news unless you carefully. But most of these COVID nineteen cases, especially deaths, are underclass. Oh, I agree. They don't have so, any yeah. access to anything. That's the way it works. So they're it's okay but if they die, right? To lie. Yeah, I should say. Yeah, and um, you know. And I have another comment, just going back a few moments ago, about um, Sun Tzu and the art of war. And what, the backstory of that was that uh, this was the era of um, warring states in China. And so there were these um, sort of medieval... Um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But you had, uh, there was a lot of division within China. And um, they were all warring against each other. And it was getting to be too much because too much of the population was dying. Resources were getting depleted. And Sun Tzu sat down. He wrote this thing. And and some of the first things he said was, uh, like, number one, um get your intelligence before you go to war. Number two, get your allies together. In other words, he was creating, in, instead of like just bash them in the head, he was like, take an intellectual view of this and a, and a cost um, risk analysis, if you will, 
uh, before you uh, just go on destroying. Um, so that was a that was a very significant step forward. The art of war is used in war colleges today. It's yeah. used in business. Business. Um, it, yeah, it's a very. I recommend it. I used to recommend it to my patients, in just just in their interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Even. Well, no, I mean, the guy who the, the guy Von Von Clausewitz has I have most complaint that I have. Uh, I have a. I have a boss that's killing me. Okay, how are you going to wage war against this boss? You can go at him directly. It's not going to get you anywhere. How clever can you be? You know, those kinds of things. Well, yeah, uh, Sun, Tzu, Sun Tzu said that a victorious water, a warriors win first and then go to war. And then the defeated warriors go to war, fight, and then seek to win. So, if they have it, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying, yeah. Only enter, only enter battles that you could win, and um, so if you, yeah, what was that other thing? If you, if you, if you, if you know yourself and you know your enemies, you'll win a hundred battles. If you know yourself and don't know the enemies. You'll trade victory for loss back and forth, win half. But if you don't know yourself and you don't You're know done. your enemy, you'll You're never done. win. So that's um, that's one of the uh, things you do. But that works yeah, in all the different lines. That works in relationships. That works in relationships. It moves, so yes, any, it, it it works in any endeavor, and it moves war in, instead of a. You know, um, what do you call them? Knuckle draggers, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, it moves it into the intellectual realm. No? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it did. But, but it's not war they were talking about. Just like when it comes to uh, the uh, dream uh, imagery of a cigar, right? <laughs> sometimes a cigar is just a cigar well I just want you to know I want to thank both of you the uh I mentioned that town in in, in uh Holland which I said another shout yep. shout out did either of you ever watch the uh, TV show on HBO called Game of Thrones I did not I've been known to do that remember the redhead woman the redheaded priestess Mm. Very attractive. Well, I didn't all, see it. They're all very I didn't attractive. Get well, they, she's a what? She's an actress. She's from the town I was talking about. Oh, okay. uh, when it, uh, we sent oh. out a. Well, I mean, I think so, uh, my dream would be in the next in the next couple of months to be able to interview interview her. That'd be great. That would yeah. be great. I do. Uh, later on this week, I have a interview lined up on Thursday with the mayor of Key West. Yo! Yes. Wow, the that's mayor, great. The mayor of Key West, and uh, and then I'm going to probably go after somebody on the mainland, perhaps uh, Miami, uh, Miami South Beach or, or Miami Beach or something like that. One of the mayors there. If I can get like a half hour with one of them, but uh, fortunately, I get I get you guys. That'd be interesting. Yeah, everything's yeah. different on South Beach. That's for sure. 
Certainly well, is. I don't know. Uh, Jim, why don't you go? Why don't you go? Um, why don't you get one of them uh, uh, topless uh, types on South Beach on your show? I'm topless right now. So what? What do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about, Joel? Yeah, that's what people oh. are at the beach. Oh. Yeah. oh, you mean women? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> Wait, Jesus, Joel. If you know, we, what are you, uh, what are you doing Jack, your show? Jack, your show? Jack is it always? Is yeah. it always? Is it always uh, something that's? Uh, what do you call him? Am I a prude or is it always sexual? Uh, sexualized? No, he, he's full circle. He always comes back to his starting point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, it, it all comes, he's still very basic. He's primitive. He just wants to procreate and, uh, and go sow seeds. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, he only does it in his dreams now, but he still <laughs> likes to feel that way. <laughs> not even, hey, hey, man, not even in my dreams. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Sad. <laughs> it's really sad, no? That's okay. You did your share. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I, I hope, mean, ho- hopefully hopefully we'll be able to talk next week if you guys are both yeah. available since we have you yeah. we have you on uh Skype um, and maybe we It's going to be over exposure, isn't it? Every maybe every other week or something. I don't know. I just wonder uh, every other week, that'd be fine. I can. I don't know. Joel likes it. Joel about, likes it every week. Yeah. What about, I know. What about uh, four times a week? Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to concentrate on the. I don't want you to. I don't want you to feel too isolated, Jack. You know, I'm not sure. isolated. I tell you, I'm putting in a new dental office. Okay, so I've been busy doing stuff. So I'm using this downtime until we can reopen. So I'm like Jim. I'm actually doing. I actually have a life outside of four walls. So you know. So hey, it, I've been. Uh, I've been. You know. So we all have a lot of time on our hands, and I've been mix mastering a lot of my music that I've had in the can, and and uh, you know needs to. Uh, yeah. Go Here it comes again, Jack. He's talking. He's talking Gabby, about. Is Gabby letting down the basement, Joel? There it goes in, in the can. What do you mean by in the can? In the can, yeah. He's recording. Oh, I have, I have the raw. You know, I have the raw, the raw recordings, and so I'm sort of, you know, mixing and mastering them. Okay, I'm in still waiting. Yeah, I want to. I want to yeah. hear. Uh, I want to hear the rendering of brainwaves through a, uh, through a synthesizer one of these days. We got right, to listen man, to that. See. Yeah. yeah, you were on that. Next time, and next time, I'm going to no, do a little investigative stuff. reporting, and maybe you guys can do this. Investigate the spread of deviancy during COVID 19. I think. Deviancy? Uh, yeah, the level <laughs> of deviancy is, is definitely. How would we know? Up. How would we know? Oh, oh, it's very easy, easy, quantifiable by uh, checking out search uh, statistics. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that in my. Oh, it's no, it's uh, all you have to do. There's a Google, there's a Google, um, a simple Google search where you just put in there and says you just put in the most searched items in the past week and you go down to number 20 and 30 and you see uh, last week. uh, One of the things was where in the rest of the world, it was 
how can I get COVID-19? How long does it take to recover? What are the best remedies and things like that? In the United States, it was uh, one was how do you cut your own hair? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't believe that. Yeah, and yeah. then there was another one about what, um, how, uh, what's the best way to fight toe fungus? So I, I didn't get that one. That was, yeah, uh, yeah. So that uh, was, and I'm not saying that's deviant. Yeah, but that's in the top. But the deviant stuff is like a number 20, 21, 22. But I'll, right. I'll bring it's those not, up. I'll, I'll I'll forward it to you guys. So no, no, you know. Okay. I just want to do just that in spare time. Yeah. Let me just uh, say this, and then I'm out. Uh, the best way to fight toe fungus is with a really sharp knife. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Okay. Well, Jack, thank you very much. Thank you. You're Joel. welcome. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Keep those toes clean, Joel. <laughs> Uh, he knows right, a lot of this. Yeah. Always fun. And, nice and, footnote, and, Joe. Yeah. And, and uh, to our listeners, thank you for listening. If you'd like to investigate uh, CBD and CBG products that have very low levels of THC in it, please check out the products offered by DeKind, D-A-K-I-N-D, at DeKind, D-A-K-I-N-D.com. And also, Bellissima Wines, if you like Prosecco and sparkling white wine, they have uh, great organic choices and low-sugar alternatives. Thanks again, Joel. Thanks again, Jack. I'm going to play the music. You're now. welcome. Okay. Help. Bye. Bye. So Joel, are you still on? Are you on, Joel? Joel, I don't know if Joel's still on. I think he hung up. No, he's not on. Okay, that's cool. Okay, thank you, Jim. Okay. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's one 844 300 Leaf.